The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Dear viewers, listeners, and viewers, Assalamu alaikum. It's been a while, so I do apologize. I know I did, and Mr. Kazi did start off with the the aspects within housing law. Now, we did reach homelessness sometime in the end of November, and there was one segment to that left for us to complete the housing segment of our shows uh, and touch upon something else. So firstly, I do apologize. We couldn't obviously attend in December due to the seasonal holidays and the breaks that were prearranged by both of us. And last month, uh, unfortunately, we couldn't attend because just to give you a lowdown, I had a son who was not well, so just pray Allah gives him shifa, inshallah. So that being said, uh, our sincere apologies for not attending. And uh, we're going to be finishing off the segment of uh, homelessness. Now, we overlooked, uh, we overwent through a fair part by describing what is homelessness, giving the definition of homelessness in law, uh, going through the Homelessness Act itself, going through various uh, articles of the human rights and all sorts. And we were talking about a duty of care, etc. <coughs> However, uh, now, uh, today is the last part and the only aspect that we left, that is left in order for us to conclude uh, homelessness, which is intentionally homelessness. Now, there are guidances in place to determine whether an individual has become intentionally homeless under the legislation that is put into place. Uh, again, like we stated in the previous shows and this show as well, that the local borough or wherever the individual is residing in, as long as he meets the criteria i.e. he's been living in the borough for over six years, etc., the borough will owe them a duty of care and a duty to house them. Now, uh, going into that, I mean, uh, I'll introduce my guest also from the same firm as myself, uh, .com solicitors. I'd like to introduce Mr. Anwar Qazi, a solicitor of the firm. Asalaamu Alaikum, Anwar. Assalamualaikum to you and Assalamualaikum uh, listeners. Uh, first, uh, congratulations on the issue you. of your son and we Thank wish him all the best uh, ahead, actually. In regards to housing, um, housing is an extensive area of law and if we allocate another, let's say, another 12 to 13 shows, we still might not be able to <laughs> conclude it. Yeah. It's an extensive area, yes, area of, of, of law. And having said that, uh, on previous shows we discussed uh, the types of tenancy agreement and then we, on, we went on on type of notices, eviction, unlawful eviction, and then we went on about how we discussed about yes. the uh, housing disrepair. And then we, given, we had a discussion on homelessness. Right. Um, we can advise our listeners that they can follow those shows on the uh, Facebook page of Inspire uh, FM and if and they also on podcasts, uh, yeah, yeah those are those were general information that we provided that we want we intended to provide to our, our listeners and if they still require assistance on any aspects of housing matter 
they can contact us to inspire fm yeah and uh, going going ahead actually yes. today i see based on number of clients that or number of people contacted us or instructed us or sought advice um we, des- yeah, I we decided got, to because after the radio show i mean just to put it out there we have been receiving messages on our social media accounts from people that tune in and somehow they found us but uh one of the queries that we did receive to the our firm's facebook page was can you please go through intentional homeless and again is partly our fault well my fault for not mentioning this in the last uh, show that we will cover intentionally homelessness i don't think i did uh now that person specifically said can you tell your solicitors to go over intentionally homeless so again to that person if they're listening we're going through intentionally homeless sorry for the delay uh once again so jumping right into it uh mr kazi What is the definition of intentionally homeless? You see that the issue, the intentionally homeless will be will be considered by housing authorities as part of each application. Right. So so any applicant who makes an application for homelessness, the local authorities or the housing authorities will consider this element. Mm-hmm. So what is the definition so today we are going to talk about uh, you know guidance how housing authorities or how local authorities determine whether an applicant has become homeless intentionally right under homelessness act yes and uh, the main act that discusses uh, or the main section that discusses this in the intentionally homelessness is section 191 of the housing act 1996 right so before i go even to into definition actually the 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 prevention and 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 relief duties owed to applicants who are eligible for assistance in homeless or threatened with homelessness apply okay. irrespective of whether or not they may be considered hom- uh, homeless intentionally right so in general terms if you have become homeless as a result of your own emission omission or failure you might be considered as unintentionally homeless when would that kind of come into play if a person for example doesn't pay their rent and accumulates rent arrears and gets evicted due yes. to that is that is it that kind of a scenario so they're different and I'll, I'll go into into detail into that so if an applicant mm. or if applicants deliberately fail to do anything in consequence of which they cease to occupy accommodation mm-hmm. let's say rent arrears yeah. and that the accommodation is available for their occupation and it would have been reasonable for them to continue to occupy that property but because of their own omission right they were f- compelled to leave or, or or being evicted from that property and it's not just rent arrears a lot other elements nuisance you know breach of the terms of the tenancy yeah. so there are s- different scenarios and in general terms i'll put any omission that you lose your right or you you breach your tenancy agreement okay <coughs> but can there ever be a case for where an individual themselves is in priority need uh, or is a priority applicant mm. but 
the authorities still deem to be intentionally homeless? You see, for the, 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 for the purpose of, we, we discuss about act and, uh, and omission. So if any acts or omissions are made in good, ba- good faith by someone who was not, awa- who, who, who was not aware yeah. of any relevant fact, must not be considered as an intentionally homeless. Okay. What this sec- this this relevant uh, section or part of the housing refers to, especially families. Mm-hmm. Imagine a partner is uh, a joint tenant fails to pay the rent or, or breaches other terms of the tenancy, and the other partner is not aware. So you cannot find the second partner as. Uh, as homeless intentionally, so she will not be deemed as uh, intentionally homeless because right. that is not his or her fault. Yes, completely honest. And uh, regards, sorry, I forgot your question uh, about uh, priority. Yes, yeah. you might be. That's that's quite common. This is not. You might be in priority need. Okay. And you may you may have been provided an interim accommodation while your application is fully considered or you are found to be in priority need but if you are found if you are found intentionally homeless you will lose your uh, priority need or the council will the duties will cease and you may even lose your interim ac- accommodation okay so just in a in a nutshell, what Mr. Kwasi has just mentioned to us is that uh, obviously he went through the guidance of intentional homelessness under the Housing Act. Um, now, in a synopsis, and just to sum up, Mr. Kwasi has basically said that where a person is found intentionally hom- uh, homeless, it's mostly by their own omissions, i.e. they failed to pay their rent, they've breached the terms and conditions of the tenancy agreement, they've caused a nuisance, or they've done something along the sort to jeopardize their own tenancy, they would be considered intentionally homeless. Uh, which, which Mr. Kazi obviously elaborated in much more detail than what I've just said to you. And then obviously Mr. Kazi also said that there are circumstances where a housing authority might find an eligible account, uh, applicant that who has a priority need but is homeless intentionally and they may relieve their duty at times or at other times even though you're considered intentionally homeless however due to your personal circumstances at that time and your unawareness of the situation the council might give you some merits and disregard the intentional homelessness and just put you under a homelessness criteria now moving swiftly forward mr kazi would you mind going over the definition or telling us and explaining to us the definition of intentional homelessness um you see in, in practical we have had clients so many clients so we we had people contacting contacted us uh, whereby they have received Section 8 notices. Yeah. And we discuss about Section 8. Section yeah. 8 notices either for rent area, there are 19 yeah. grounds, yeah. so uh, f- uh, fault base uh, notice. And most of these clients who, loses, uh, who lose their property <coughs> for rent arrears or, or for other breaches of the tenancy under Section 8 or under those 19 grounds yeah. or Schedule Mandatory 2. Mandatory grounds, yeah. Uh, schedule 2 of the 
uh, yeah, Housing Act, uh, then in those circumstances, you have deliberately failed to take appropriate action. Mm. Uh, or you have failed to, 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 uh, to coincide. Yeah, you know, take steps to, to uh, remedy or to, to provide remedies to those, those breaches. Yeah. And these local authorities do go into the background, especially when they do read these possession orders and they go into background, they obtain further information from landlords, the type of notices were served. So these are, so it's quite advisable to our listeners that mm-hmm. uh, you make sure that you try, uh, you know, not to do any act which will uh, result in you becoming homeless and then the local authorities will not provide you any assistance. Yes. Mostly put. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit further, actually. <laughs> you see, every applicant is entitled to individual consideration of their application. It's case-by-case basis. Yeah. Mm. This includes applicants where another member of their family or household has made or is making a separate application. If one member of the family is found intentionally homeless and the second member or the other members are not or it's, or it's not their fault then they are entitled to make a separate application okay that's fine thank you um, so, so in the short term there are safeguards in place there are wider <laughs> definition and yes, guidance I understand Mr. Kazi again I'll repeat my question I don't think uh, it come across. Can you go through and explain to us the definition of intentional homelessness, please? Uh, definition of uh, definition of uh, intentionally homelessness. Uh, if you f- if you fail, or yep. by your omission, you lose your your property or your accommodation, and it was your fault, or as a result of your Mm-hmm. failure to act or as a result of your omission yeah. and you are evicted from that property yeah. then you're intentionally homeless you're intentionally homeless so renters nuisance okay. harassment you know we, we can go on and mm-hmm. on at different grounds that's fine so in a nutshell the definition of intentionally homeless according to the law is that if you have lost your property or you've been made homeless due to your own actions and your own contribution in a nutshell that's right that's what we're saying now i know that the act goes into much further clarity than that and it tells you a person who's who's intentionally homeless is breaking down into certain parts within the act now would you mind going over that for me please yeah, you see, well, uh, there are technicalities, you know, right. you know always in, in legal terms, we do have technicalities. Yeah. And we have to look, local authorities will look into wider definition, you know. And yeah. as I said before, it's case by case. Merit uh, by merit. Merit by merit, yeah, case by case basis. And where, yeah. where applicants were not directly, directly responsible for the act or emission which led to the to their family or, s- or household becoming homeless. Yeah. And then they may be treated as uh, becoming homeless, like, no, intentionally. 
So if, if it's not your fault or mm. not your omission, but it's another family mm. uh, member. These are technicalities and that requires quite detail and discussion, which we are not going to go in on this show. That's fine. Now, obviously, we've <coughs> gone, gone over the definition and you briefly touched on the different segments, but saying it's too long to go into detail today. Uh, and we've also talked about the conduct which can result in being intentionally homeless, such as we said, the 19 grounds according to the mandatory and the 19 mandatory grounds that are mentioned in order for somebody to issue a Section 8 notice and everything. Now, there's something called a cessation of occupation. You see, Would you uh, yeah. mind touching upon that briefly uh, in 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 legislations you see we there's the definition of words are you know uh, crucial yes. crucial and mostly uh, decided by cases or case law by judges yeah. and then we have different rules of interpretation yes uh, so for intentionally for intentional homeless to be established there must have been an actual occupation of accommodation yeah. which has ceased okay. you're occupying the property you have you you were there and you ceased to occupy to occupy because yeah. of your omission so that's one of the elements that need to be proved okay. in order for you to be found okay. intentionally homeless so obviously you're saying that one of the things that could seize the occupation is that there was actual accommodation of the uh, occupation uh, accommodation sorry I beg your pardon which has now ceased for whatever reason but due to the applicant's own or the person or the individual's own uh, contribution or actions or uh, negligence we could say to somewhat regard uh, does the occupation need to be continuous yeah that's another issue that, that yeah, has been discussed uh, occupation does not necessarily involve continuous occupation at all times provided okay. that the occupation was at the disposal of the applicant and available for their occupation so in simple terms if you have a tenancy either written or verbal yeah. and you had a property wi where you had control of it mm -hmm. then even if you not stay for continuous period of time you know Still, it can be considered as okay. occupation, yeah. What if... I know, I'm just going back to one show now. Uh, when we were talking about eviction notices and uh, our lovely listener, he tuned in and he gave us a call and he was speaking to me in Urdu, if you remember. And he was talking about his property in Pakistan and he wants to evict his tenants and he wanted me and you to send a Section 21 from here. <laughs> <laughs> now... Uh, just for the safe side, I mean, what if the person's been made homeless overseas? Does that make sense? He's become intentionally homeless outside of the United Kingdom. Uh, you see, one of the, 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 the interesting... That, that is, I mean, that will be in some people's mind because, I mean, working in the wider community, uh, we always see... Uh, I mean, I know it might be a bit absurd to some people, but we always see this where we get clients coming into our offices even, and they've come from somewhere in Nigeria or, uh, you know, 
certain parts of Asia or a less economically developed country or region and they always say listen we were homeless there and should we put this in our application so what ha does it apply to people living uh, does it apply to properties that are lost outside of the UK yeah you see one of uh, well about your your friend uh, you discuss uh, yeah. as solicitors no we cannot just do whatever we want you know if yeah. you want to uh, act for somebody we have to go through certain procedures yes know? indeed we have to have files in place any letter we send we yes. need to keep it for six years uh, with our with, uh, in our, f our, our firm we have to do a lot of yes check Mr. Kazi so absolutely you see it's a kind of wrong perception most people think we're solicitors and we can write letters and just send no. out no that's not the case yes Mr. Kazi we have obligation duties and obligations yeah. that's the first point as uh, and another thing that uh, you know as part of this uh, application all those applicants who uh, make appli make application for homelessness one of the questions they're normally asked do you have any properties abroad okay yes uh, you see so you cannot exclude ex exclude uh, those uh, properties so the the accommodation which has been lost can be outside of the uk that's so that perfect. will still apply that will still apply exactly. okay yeah. so the yeah. person that rang in the eviction show <laughs> this part of the law will apply to him as well it's yeah unfortunate and yeah. we have seen cases okay that's fine fine and i know you keep mentioning uh i mean we'll mention this and i think it'll just be in time for a break then you keep mentioning the deliberate act or the omission of the applicant or the individual themselves uh, yeah. now for intentional homelessness uh, does the ending of the occupation of the accommodation have to be a consequence of the deliberate act or mission by the applicant uh, you see Mitch, before i can before i answer that question actually there's another thing that you see most clients or most uh, you know people approach us where they've been offered an, a, a property and they think it's not suitable and they ask you one question what if i refuse the offer yeah. you see that's one of the one of the areas of housing that yeah. we have been contacted so but then there's there is there are guidance and housing authorities are reminded that applicants cannot be considered to have become homelessness homeless intentionally because of failing to mm -hmm. take up an offer of accommodation yep it says accommodation right but then it says well but but an applicant whose refusal of a suitable accommodation or yeah. suitable offer of accommodation brought an end to an end you know and then in these circumstances these type of these type of applicants are more likely than True. not that they will be found intentionally homeless right okay uh, mr Kazi, now Let's talk about the question. Can you answer the question? Oh, yeah, for, for, yeah, that's right. Consequences of deliberate act or omission, we dis discussed generally previous, just, you know, at the beginning of this show. For homeless to be, uh, to be intentional, the ending of occupation of the accommodation must be a consequence of a deliberate, deliberate act or omission <coughs> by the applicant. Okay. And then deliberate, you see, there's we will discuss about deliberate uh, later on. An omission, you see, failure to pay rent, causing nuisance. So uh, a deliberate 
a mission would be something like the 19 grounds we've previously uh, that's covered. Right. More, yeah, likely. Yeah, something exactly. like nuisance causing They're nuisance within the accommodation, uh, the rental areas, defects in the property caused by the applicant themselves, etc., etc. That could equate to being a deliverer of and omission. it's not limited to schedule two of the housing act or, or those 19, 19 mandatory grounds, grounds it's, yes. it's not limited there are other grounds that you might be uh, found intentionally uh, homeless and right. having established that there was a deliberate act or omission then right. the housing authority will need to decide whether the loss of the applicant's home is the reasonably <laughs> or reasonably likely result of that act or omission is there a connection between that omission and loss of the property okay which will then obviously cause an effect due uh, to that's the consequences right yeah, yeah. so this is quite wider definition it's not that the, the, the councils will you know the local authorities will come uh, will narrowly decide on uh, your your uh, uh, application and uh, this is a matter of cause and effect basically or we say causation Yes, indeed. We have this phrase or this word in, oh. in uh, what well, personal injury most more or, or just uh, generally, in generally, law. yeah, th those things. So it's a matter of causation. An example would be where where a person voluntarily gave up settled accommodation that would have been reasonable for them to continue to occupy. Okay, and Mr. Kazi, I'm gonna have to stop you there. Uh, we're going to be off for a break. Stay tuned, uh, and you're listening to Inspire FM. It's the Ask Your Lawyer Show. I'm your host. Mujib of .com Solicitors, I'm joined by my guest, Mr. Kazi, also of .com Solicitors. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Ask Your Lawyer show on Inspire FM, 105.1 FM. And I'm your host, Mujib Rahman of .com Solicitors, and I'm joined by my guest, Mr. Anwar Kazi, also of .com Solicitors. Any questions that you have, you could call us on 01582-481-822. Similarly, you could text your questions to uh, of, through WhatsApp to 0779 uh, now we're talking about intentionally homeless, uh, intentional homelessness. Sorry, uh, we've got quite a f f way through the segment. So those of you that missed up, uh, missed uh, missed the show, you could go back to the podcast and look through, as we've got a lot to go through. Uh, now we've reached uh, Mr. Kazi. alaikum and welcome back. Assalamualaikum. And uh, we've reached to a quite a fair amount now. How can somebody cease to be intentional ho intentionally homeless was the next part we were going to start. So would you like going through that, please? Uh, that's right, yeah. So you cannot, so in a simple word, in a simple phrase, you cannot uh, remain intentionally homeless, let's say, for the rest of your life. life yeah. So uh, there should be some events or, or events that, you know, you will no longer be deemed as intentionally homeless. And, and th the... The guidance or the law on this uh, matter says that where a person becomes homeless intentionally, <laughs> that condition may continue until the link between the casual act or omission 
and the intervening event which irrespective of any act or omission on the part of the applicant would have itself led to their being homeless at that point or at which the housing authority was carrying out inquiries into their application for assistance or this might be the case where or let me give an example actually that will make it uh, simple uh, yeah. this might be the case where for example an applicant give up uh, accommodation without sufficient good reason but at later point at which they applied for assistance due to homelessness this accommodation will no longer have been available for them or, or let's give uh, another example if you've found intentionally homeless and you move on and you rented that accommodation in private sector so now if yourself with a notice to leave that property then uh, you cannot be deemed as intentionally homeless in your future application so there should be a break of chain of events right. okay so in a nutshell you can't always be intentionally homeless there will come a stage where you will no longer be sorry about that i've just got my mic so far there will be a stage where you're not considered intentionally homeless but however there are certain conditions that need to be that need to continue shall i say until the link between the casual act or omission and the intentional homelessness has actually been broken i.e the person has to uh meet certain conditions or do certain things in order to establish certain conditions in order for the homelessness aspect to deteriorate is that uh, that's right the casual link between a deliberate act or omission mm -hmm. and intentionally right. homeless or intentional homeless is more typically broken by a period in a in in settled accommodation which follows the intentional homelessness whether that accommodation is settled will depend on the circumstances of the mm. case of the case or the individual. with factors such as security of tenure length of residence uh, being relevant uh, you know there are other other elements, right, elements or, yeah. or in short term there should be a, a break of chain of events yes understand <coughs> now uh, we did talk about the deliberate act or omission prior to the break and you were saying we we're going to go into detail just after the break uh, so just recapping on that uh would you mind going through a bit more detail uh, that's right w one element of intentionally homeless is deliberate act or omission <laughs> and for homelessness to be intentional the act or omission that led to the loss of accommodation must have been deliberate yep in the applicants must uh, must always been given the opportunity to explain such behavior yeah or and or an actor or omission should not generally be treated as deliberate there yes. are uh, circumstances or or circumstances where there have been omissions yes has not been deliberate yes I understand and i give an example in family members imagine you know a family member yes. is deliberately failing to fulfill ful fulfill his obligation and his or her obligation and the tenancy where the partner is absolutely not aware of what's going on yes and uh, so that's 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 one of the issue 
And um, even where, where, where deliberately or an omission or a, an act was deliberately uh, done or carried out, if it's forced upon the applicant through no fault of their own, yes, or an act or, or, or omission uh, made in good faith, where someone genuinely, you know, ignorant of relevant fact must not be treated as deliberate. deliberate. Mm. So there are case laws on these points, whether your act was deliberate or, or, or not. Okay, so just in a general rule of thumb, an act or omission should not be considered deliberate where, for example, the act or omission was for non-payment of rent or mortgage costs which arose from the person's personal circumstances, i.e. financial difficulties, which were beyond the applicant's control themselves and uh, or where the result of housing benefits or some kind of benefits issues with the DWP had occurred due to the delays in processing uh, the applications which we see time and time after again but uh, again as housing solicitors we know yeah, that, uh, some judges are very open to that and they're very accepting of that and they understand that look it's not the client the applicant's own fault it's due to the delays that the DWP currently holds with the backlogs that are, they're going through and also basically that the housing authority has some kind of a reason to believe that the applicant is unable to manage their own affairs for example they have some kind of mental health issues or mental health disabilities whereby for example they're mentally not capable enough of conducting such activities for themselves and uh, or again, the act or omission is a result of uh, being having a limited mental capacity, as we've just mentioned, and uh, or the act or the omission was made by the applicant under duress or through some kind of force or anything, or the person had a lack of foresight on the part of an application led. To homelessness, but the act of omission was actually in what the applicant thought was good faith, but in actual essence, it wasn't. Now, when again, just to go a bit further, uh, if you could elaborate on when the applicant's actions will not amount to intentional homelessness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So as as you repeated, you know, there are circumstances uh, mm -hmm. where your uh, act or omission was not deliberate, and we have so many. Uh, people as a result of delay in processing their benefit application. I'll not say just housing benefit because we now have universal credit in, in place. Uh, some people have lost their properties or some people have faced, you know, financial Should hardship beyond yeah. their uh, their control. You see, yeah. these th these are the circumstances where they will not be found uh, intentionally. intentionally uh, uh, homeless and right. applicants uh, action would not amount to to intentionally intentional homeless homeless intentionally homeless where they have lost their home or were compelled to sell it because right. of rent mo or mortgage arrears resulting from significant financial difficulties and the applicant was genuinely unable to keep up the rent or mortgage payments yes even after claiming housing benefits 
mm. and no further financial help oh, was uh, you know, available at the time. These, yeah. th- th- this part refers to where people, you know, people lose their jobs and then. Yeah. Or uh, imagine your housing benefit is not covering your uh, entire rent and you don't have any other means uh, to keep up with your mortgage or with your rent. So in these kind of circumstances, you cannot be, uh, you know, these acts or these uh, omission cannot amount to intentional homelessness. And uh, there are other situations where an applicant has lost uh, a former home due to rent arrears. The reasons why the arrears incurred or, you know, should be fully explored. You see, one of the, the, the elements or the local authorities will investigate mainly on when it comes to rent arrears or, or mortgage arrears is why, what happened? Mm-hmm. What were the reasons that you, you came to that s- this situation? Yes. So if there are circumstances or situation where it was beyond your control, yes, then you cannot be considered as intentionally homeless. And if the decision is, if the local authorities still find you intentionally homeless, these can be challenged. Mm-hmm. And having said that, we did provide a... Uh, uh, information or guidance to our clients that uh, whenever the local authorities uh, make uh, decisions on your applications or on an applicant you do have the right to request for a review where you can put forward all your reasons if you're found intentionally homeless and you can go further to appeal it on point of law so we don't want to go to those those Mm. stages no problem that's fine Uh, moving swiftly forward because Time's elapsing and I really want this finished off today. Um, is there examples or of acts or omissions which may be regarded as deliberate? I know we went through <laughs> a few, but... Uh, that's right. And as I said, you see, mm, you know, it's not limited to those 19 grounds. There are other other grounds that that you can be deemed as intentionally homeless let's say mm, you know loss of home because of uh, persistent refusal to pay rent or mortgage payments an example is a clear example uh, provided that you know it was not because of your financial difficulties that was beyond your control uh, uh, father could be said to have significant neg- neglected their affairs, having disregarded sound advice from professionals, uh, professionals qualified uh, people, uh, uh, nuisance, mm-hmm. you know, uh, surrendering t- tenancy ag- agreements without any 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 reason. any reason, yeah, without any you know good reasons, <coughs> uh, so or evicted because of anti-social behavior. Asbos, yeah. Miasbos, nuisance, harassments to neighbors. Or there are further, you know, we can say violence or threat of violence violence that that's, you know. Basically conducting yourself in an unreasonable manner. uh, That's right. So any act which is... Amounts to that. Unreasonable and you do not have... Disproportionately. Or you do not have a reasonable explanation will amount to deliberate act and you will be found intentionally. Okay, that's fine. Um, Mr. Qazi, you also spoke about something and you said when an act or omission is in good faith. 
Would you care to elaborate on uh, that just for yeah, the acts listeners? Om- yeah, acts or omission made uh, by the applicant in good faith where they were genuinely unaware of a relevant fact must not be regarded as deliberate. And oh. I gave an example and it refers to mostly to these joint tenants or family members or partners. A family member fails to keep up with rents or, or causing continuously causing nuisance or harassment or other acts where the other partner is not aware of all these these uh, acts. Mm-hmm. So th- that second partner cannot be uh, you know cannot be found intentionally homeless because mm. he was under duress yeah. under duress or was not aware of the whole uh, the circumstances so it, what it was not her or his fault okay what if the applicant enters into an arrangement or agreement of some sort what will they have to do um yeah housing authorities will need to be alert to the possibility of you know, collusion by which a person may claim that they are obliged to leave uh, available accommodation that would have been reasonable for them to continue to uh, occupy in order to take advantage of the homeless legislation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this talking about, you see, we had practical cases where family uh, people were living with their family members, and although they were not told uh, by the their parents to leave the property but in order to take advantage in order to secure a a permanent accommodation they have approached the council so uh, for for assistance you see so therefore there is a guidance to local authorities or to housing authorities to carefully consider and comply with with these uh, determination but having said that we should really understand that that, that there's shortage of uh, property shortage of houses you know councils Local authorities have, you know, stated in on ma- you know it's many occasions. Yeah, exactly. So, so priority is given to those who are in desperate need, who have certain merits and criteria that they exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's fine, Mr. Kazi. So, yeah, and they so will have to notify the council for any kind of arrangement that they've agreed to or colluded to some sort and you gave an example whereby there was a client he was living with the family it was a bit overcrowded for him he didn't get kicked out but he needed his own secure tenancy in order for himself and his family and uh, he approached the, the council who the, the assisted the him the word collusion is not confined to arrangements with friends or relatives you see we yeah. have genuine cases where people have lived with their parents or with relative for a number of years but because mm. of some kind of disputes they are compelled to leave so we yeah. cannot say definitively yes that there are some cases uh, it it's collusion is also you know kanaka between landlords and tenants yeah. you know yeah, when we have seen cases like that so that's why there are there is guidance so there are guidance that look at local authorities should closely monitor these type of situation that's to fine. make sure that system is not abused that's fine mr quasi again uh alaikum to the listeners and viewers that have just tuned in uh welcome to the ask your lawyer show on inspire fm 105.1 fm 
Any questions, feel free to call us on 01582 Alternatively, you could WhatsApp us on 0779-481-822. If you've got any questions at any point, uh, we're available. We're still here for the next seven, eight minutes. And if uh, for some absurd reason we're not around, please leave your f- questions with the staff at Inspire FM and by all means they will get back to us. And there you have it. Today we went all over. Uh, we finished off with intentional homelessness. Now, Mr. Kazi, again, just to go through some kind of a recap with you, uh, we discussed the guidance on determining whether the applicant has or is intentionally homeless under the homelessness legislation. And as we mentioned in our previous homelessness segments, and we talked about the duty of care and duty to rehouse anyway, but we stated that local authorities owe duty to the constituencies. And now you said there's certain guidance that needs to be determined uh, on an applicant in order to establish whether they're intentionally homeless or not. And you did mention the act that it came under. Uh, now we went through the guidances. We were talking about the prevention of the relief duty owed to the applicants who are eligible for assistance uh, and homelessness or threatened with homelessness. Uh, applicants who have priority need. Uh, we also, you also touched upon, you know, sometimes it'll be a situation where the local authority finds an eligible applicant who has priority needs but is intentionally homeless and they relieve their duty. Other times they'll find somebody who is intentionally homeless. However, due to them being unaware of the situation or the circumstances or how their homelessness arose, the council will kind of waver that intentional part out of the homelessness and just keep them to homelessness and allow the homelessness application to be met, which we've already spoken about on previous segments and you spoke and you gave us a little synopsis of the definition of intentional homelessness uh, according to uh, the Housing Act and you in a nutshell said intentionally homeless is when an applicant by their own omissions or their own actions deliberately is made homeless. That in a nutshell is intentionally homeless and you gave examples of where there might be a nuisance, they might not pay their rent and the landlord was left with all the association was left with no choice but to serve them with an eviction so due to that they didn't have any accommodation and you spoke about the conduct uh, which can result in intentional homelessness and we spoke about the deliberate act on a mission and you went over uh, it briefly and you elaborated on it after the break, after our first break as well. And you said, look, the applicant has to be reason, uh, has to breach something in the terms of conditions of the tenancy, i.e., you know, not conform, uh, not comply with their tenant terms and conditions. They could damage the property, cause a nuisance, rental arrears. And you said it's much more wider than that as well. And we did go over that and we were talking about whether the occupation can cease. And you said, look, for there to be intentionally homeless, the occupation has to be seized. And it could even be outside the UK because in the homelessness application, you said they'll always question you about whether you've got properties outside the UK or you've ever had a property outside the UK and what's actually happened. 
uh, we're talking about the consequences of the term that we use, the deliberate act or omission. And you said the end, uh, homeless homelessness to be intentional, the ending of occupation of the accommodation has to be a consequence of a deliberate act or omission by the applicant. And we gave examples, i.e. not paying your mortgage, rent, etc. That's deliberate. And we were talking about can a person ever cease to be intentionally homeless? And you said, yes, you can. However, they have to break that link between the casual acts or omission and the intentional homelessness itself. And they have to break what you call the causation. Uh, we went on to talk about the deliberate act. And again, we went over it again and you explained in much more detail here that it could generally be for non-payment uh, uh, or stuff like that. And you did say that there are circumstances where an applicant might have done the act, but he won't be regarded as intentionally homeless, i.e. their age, their mental capacity, the personal circumstances at the time. As long as they could put forward a proportionate and reasonable explanation as to why they, that situation occurred with them, i.e. they've lost a job, they couldn't pay rent, they had no money, or the benefits were coming, they applied for benefits which were being delayed and backlogged by the DWP, etc. And we went through all that as well. And we went. Through, uh, you explained all that to us, and you also went through the act or mission of in good faith, because we did mention that. And you said, look, it could be where a person was in a situation they gave up possession of accommodation in the belief that they had no legal rights. So they done it out of good faith, thinking I've got no legal standing, but. In actual fact, they did. Yeah, different grounds. Yeah, yeah. absolutely different. Yeah. Different. But grounds. obviously, you went through much more grounds than that. And we were also talking about what happens if an applicant enters into an agreement, and you said, look, they have to make the housing authority alert of the possibility of collusion. By which you also gave an example of a client of yours saying, look, he was living with his family, and you know, you've seen it time after time again. However, he needed his own space. There's not much space for him went over to his local council and applied for housing and they decided to house him. Now that's just a brief summary of what we discussed today that's and right, what you've you explained Mr. Qazi. Uh, would you like to add anything to uh, that? Yeah, what, what, what's more, it's quite advisable to our listeners, you know, in particular those who, who, are, uh, who, ha who have secure tenancy. See, we do we have met uh, people or clients who had secure tenancy and because of their omission or deliberate deliberate act they have lost their yeah. secure tenancy See. so it's very advisable for these uh, you know clients or these people to make sure that you keep your rent up to date and you do not you make sure you do not act or, or deliberately in such a manner where you lose you you're right it will be so difficult almost I, sh I would say impossible for you to secure uh, another, another tenancy, tenancy yeah. uh, agreement and it's not limited to, to rent areas you know, uh, all other uh, things uh, it's and much more vast than that anyway Mr. Qazi thank you for your time today and uh, David viewers and listeners thank you for tuning in I'm your host Mujib Rahman from Asilah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org.
You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at Inspire FM Luton.